appreciate also Thomas's uh, message there during the, the children's time. Very, very good word this morning. Indeed, we are um, focusing our attention this morning on the story of Jesus cleansing ten lepers. As most of you know, my first language is hillbilly, and uh, I preached this story one time, and a little girl went home and kept talking to her family about Jesus healing cats, and mom couldn't understand why. She said, Pastor Jay talked about Jesus healing the leopards. So I want to make sure that my, my enunciation is clear today so none of you are confused. Lepers. I've worked, on my, I've worked on my accent a little bit. Hear now the word of the Lord coming from Luke's Gospel. It's chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he had saw that he was healed, he turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, get up and go on. Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me, please? God, as we hear this story this morning, we pray that it can speak to us in a way that is relevant to our own lives, to our own discipleship, to our own response, to your grace, your mercy, and your love. May your preacher be nothing more than just a vessel, an instrument of your grace. It's through Jesus Christ, our Lord, that we pray. Amen. Leprosy is a painful condition or a, a group of conditions that people have been dealing with for centuries. In Jesus' day and still in parts of the world, perhaps still today, lepers would find themselves not only having to deal with the physical anguish that's associated with their condition, but they would also have to deal with the emotional and mental anguish that would come along with being kicked out of their community. That's right. You get sick, you get kicked out of the community. Leper colonies would form among the afflicted. And oftentimes these colonies would exist in what we would call in-between places. These are places that are in between other places. Kind of like 
on the outskirts of town. And it is said that whenever lepers on the outskirts of town and these, these leper colonies and these in-between places, these lepers, whenever they came into contact with someone who was not sick, it was the responsibility of the leper to make sure that the person who was approaching them knew they were sick. And the way that they would do this is that they would repeat over and over again, unclean, unclean, unclean. If one had leprosy or was even believed to have leprosy, they would be forced out of the community, ostracized, dismissed, and deemed unclean, a fact that they would have to reiterate over and over again themselves anytime they came into contact with somebody who was deemed clean. And due to the fact that there were uh, no real medical options for their healing. Once thrown out, few would ever return back into the community. There just wasn't a, a, a ticket for them to get back in. But if a leper did believe that their uh, affliction had been healed, uh, they would have the opportunity to go back and to present themselves to the priest to determine whether or not they were now clean. The priest, because obviously people in such roles are so wise and all-knowing, you got it, okay. The priest would determine whether or not the leper could be deemed as clean as opposed to unclean, but such an occurrence was extremely rare, extremely rare. But one day, as we have just heard and read, Jesus is passing through a village. Jesus is passing through an, an in-between place when 10 lepers approach him from a safe distance. They've no doubt heard a thing or two about this Jesus of Nazareth. Otherwise, they wouldn't approach him the way that they do, but still from a safe distance. They have no doubt heard about his, his miraculous deeds of power. They have no doubt heard about uh, his healing ability. They have no doubt heard that with just an utterance of a word, Jesus can make things and people who are broken whole again. So with a boldness, with a boldness, these 10 lepers, from a distance, they break the rules Instead of approaching Jesus from a distance saying, unclean, 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 they approach him from a distance and they beg him for mercy, 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 mercy. And all Jesus says in return to these cries for mercy is, go and show yourself to the priests. And so the 10 lepers go. They go, and as they go, the transformation happens. As they go, they were made clean. As they go, they were healed. They were restored. They were renewed. Soon they would stand before the priest, and they would be reintegrated back into the community. Soon they would stand in front of the 
priest and they would be reunited with their families and their friends. And all of this happened because of this Jesus. But one of them doesn't make it back to the priests. One of them, a Samaritan of all people, a person who, who many Jews would consider to be unclean just simply due to the fact that they were a foreigner. This Samaritan, realizing along the way that Jesus truly had made them clean, this Samaritan turns back toward Jesus. And this grateful Samaritan leper, this grateful Samaritan leper falls at the feet of Jesus and, and thanks him. Thank you, sir, for making me clean. And Jesus says, well, I wonder where the other nine are. Where are the other nine? Then Jesus says to the Samaritan who is there at his feet, get up. Get up and go on. Get up and go on, Jesus says. And that's what happens. The now clean Samaritan leper gets up and goes on. But one out of 10 though, one out of 10, 10% express their gratitude for the miracle of their healing. One out of 10. I know Thomas cut them a little bit of slack there in the children's message because they really want to see their families and such, but one out of 10 is not a good number, friends. Nine out of 10 do not express their gratitude for what Jesus has done in their life. How about you? Do you express your gratitude for what God has given you? Are you appropriately thanking God for your restoration and for your salvation? It's all a gift, you know. It's all gift. So does your gratitude speak? Does your gratitude speak not just in saying that you're thankful, but does it speak through the ways in which you go about living your life? Does your gratitude speak through how you live? Are you of the one or of the nine? 
one out of ten. Here's some interesting one out of tens. Because, of course, you know with the Internet, you can find this stuff out pretty easily. One out of ten people died on the Oregon Trail. One out of ten people are left-handed. One out of ten Americans have tried online dating. One out of ten people live on an island. One out of ten people are no longer paying attention to the sermon. (laughs) My personal favorite, nine out of ten Americans believe that out of ten people, at least one of them will disagree with the other nine. Give you a minute on that one. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, When he saw that he was healed, he turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he prostrated himself at Jesus' feet, and he thanked him. He thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus said, we're not ten made clean, but the other nine. Where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, get up and go on. One out of 10. I hope we are doing better than that. I hope more of us are expressing our gratitude than that because God has been so good to us. But I know some of us are still going through it right now. I in no way seek to to minimize anyone's feelings of, of pain right now. There are some among us who feel as if they have been whisked away to a colony of pain. We truly do have in this church family probably about one out of 10 people who are going through major life challenges. But my question this morning is, when we get to the other side, or if we are on the other side, when we experience any degree of restoration or renewal, even if it's just a moment's worth of restoration and renewal, are we giving thanks to the one who made possible our reprieve? Are we giving thanks to the one who has made possible the totality of our healing? And are we giving thanks not just with our words, but with our actions? One out of 10 said thank you. And to that one, Jesus replied, get up and go on. What are we doing with our going on? What are we doing with our going on? Where will we go? 
What will we do? How does our gratitude speak when we have been restored by the words and the actions of the author of life? How does our gratitude speak? Somehow, please, somehow, God has been good to us. It's all a gift. And God, God desires to hear our gratitude speak, not only through a thank you, but in how we choose to get up and go on. It's all a gift, and if we are well enough, if we have been made well enough to have an awareness of our being, if we are well enough to have an awareness of our being and an awareness of God's being, then get up and go on. Get up and go on, and along the way, with your words and with your actions, say, thanks be to God. Let us pray. Thanks be to you, Lord, you who has made possible our very being. Guide us as we seek to be people who are not only restored and renewed and saved by your grace, but people who respond to that renewal and that restoration, restoration and that salvation. Help us to respond in grateful ways, not just in the ways in which we speak, not just in our acknowledgement that you are good and you are God, but through the ways in which we go about living our lives. Guide us as we get up and go on. This we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and all God's people say,